Welcome to the 30-Minute Week Podcast on WFUVsports.org. Yes, and welcome to the 30-Minute Week Podcast here on WFUV Sports. This is your entire sports week condensed into just 30 minutes of nonstop discussion and debate. My name is Reed Horner. I'm your host once again, and I'm joined by Manny Adeye and Tyler Friere. We live, baby. We lit, we lit, right? <laughs> and also, Charlie Marciano. I got the Marciano part, right? Yeah. Not, not great with other languages. <laughs> Producing the show today, reading our headlines, and then obviously the mailbag questions from you guys out there later in the show. Can't wait. A lot to talk about. We took off last week, unfortunately, so we got to make it up, guys. You ready? Make it up. Let's do it. It was a great uh, weekend off, though. Best believe. Feel good? (laughs) I feel young. I'm feeling great. I stretched. I watched Netflix. I slept. I feel like a new man. I caught up on Iron Fist. If any of you guys were watching that, I'm in the middle of Breaking Bad. So I'll I'll get there. A little late, but yeah, it happens. (laughs) You guys just so good at contributing to society. It's shocking. We try. Anyways, (laughs) let's not delay things. Charlie, what did we miss? So to start off the show, we're going to talk a little March Madness. The Sweet 16 is upon us. And so we're going to talk about what are the best stories uh, heading into the weekend. My best story from the weekend is the fact that I was one of the few people to pick Wisconsin beating Villanova. Really? You had Wisconsin? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Uh, when I'm, I'm looking at UCLA, Kentucky, because when I made my brackets, I made like a couple of them. Um, I had this matchup in almost all of them, and I, w- yeah. I flip-flopped a bunch of times. So I think that matchup at 9.30 on Saturday night is going to be the best game in the Sweet 16 because it's two of the best teams probably you can you can argue in uh, in the Sweet 16. So I'm going to probably go Kentucky-UCLA. But who do you have to win the game, though? UCLA. I'm going to go with Lonzo Ball and what? UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, in my... Beating Kentucky? That's yeah, my, I don't that's think, what my bracket says, See, too. I don't think Kentucky, like, they have Malik Monk and they have Isaiah Briscoe. I know I you, you're very Isaiah high Briscoe. on Isaiah yeah. Briscoe, but I don't know. I just think Lonzo Ball is that... that quintessential leader and i think they're gonna he's gonna take him to the final four and i, and, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does ucla and kentucky definitely on my radar if you guys listened to one-on-one last week i that was yeah. tyler was there as well produced the show yeah. i made a bold prediction i guess i found out when i said kentucky's going to win the national championship this year that being said i'm very upset they have to go against ucla because as you guys said ucla is not just a good team they are arguably the best offense we've seen in years yeah. and, yeah. I, and i believe in the hype Around, uh, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball is real. I he he's not, Ball, he's not as good as his dad height. may think, and we'll get into that later. <laughs> but he is good. He reminds me of Jay Kidd, like an a oversized yeah, Jason yeah. Kidd. To give you guys an idea of just how good UCLA is, they're the highest-scoring NCAA in t- about 10 years, averaging 88 points a game, which is unbelievable in That's, college, yeah. even with the increased three-point shooting. And they're the number one field goal percentage team in the NCAA this year. Tell you what. Which that's that's hard to beat. That's I mean, really that's tough. that's simply put. I just said good offense in a lot of words, <laughs> but I'm I'm telling you, I think the story for me. All that being said, coming out Wisconsin, great upset. Congra- congratulations, Manny. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but for me, I think South Carolina is the story, quote unquote, yeah. to come out because no. they are yes a Cinderella team, but I think that they are one of the even rarer Cinderella teams that can actually maybe make it to the ball. You think you so? Know? I'm South not Carolina. Saying, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to. But I'm saying they're led by a guy named Sindarius Thornwell, who is the truth. Yeah. SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. SEC, of course. SEC Player of the Year. Grew up right, right in, Green, in Greenville, South Carolina. Hometown boy. Been looking to bring his team, put South Carolina on the map. 
and they win their last two games against Marquette, number 10 Marquette, in which he scored 24 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and then played the Dukies, I know who Tyler loved. So he scored upset. 29 points and 11 <laughs> rebounds. I had them as my champ. Yeah. Oh, that's disgraceful. Very upset, very upset. No. South Carolina has not won an NCAA tournament game since 1973. I love history. South Carolina's making it. This is my story. What do you guys think? I mean, I think they are the Cinderella. You know, I mean, them be, I mean, I, you know, Vegas picked Duke to win. A lot of people... <laughs> Had Duke winning. Yeah. And for them to be Duke, that's a big deal. So congratulations to them. But the road kind of ends here for them in my book. You think so? I strongly believe But is it not a compelling story? See, no, I agree with you. It is a compelling story. They're they're definitely the the Cinderella team you look at this year. I mean, other than um, Wisconsin. But a lot of people were high on Wisconsin. They have a lot of talent. And Nigel Hayes uh, was a great defender. So they wasn't too surprised, even though they were an eight seed. But South Carolina beating Duke. That was by far the biggest upset of March so far. And um, March is all about the Cinderella teams and who's going to get there. So I, I, I like that storyline. Manny, let me convince you this. They're the average Cinderella team. I'm going convi- ah. to try and convince you right now. Would you consider yourself a defensive-minded guy? Someone who values defense. Yes. Okay. South Carolina, this is why I argue that they have a chance to actually go far, is that they're not doing this off of weird shooting streaks or other teams going cold. They are a legit defense. They limited Duke, the nation's best three-pointing offense, to just 25% from behind the arc in the second half of that game, and they forced 12 turnovers. Defense is something that I think if you're good at, you're good at at a nightly basis. So that being said, does that change your mind at all a little bit? No. Oh, <laughs> it does not change your mind at all. Granted, they're playing good. They have a great defense, yes. But I do not see them Why? making it to the big day. It's, it's not, not going to happen. Because they're going to have to run into a team like UCLA, who's all about the numbers, who has a good and great offense, and then the experience is going to kick in, coaching is going to kick in, and they're going to get outnumbered. I, I think they got one more game left in them. They play Baylor next. Um, and yeah, that's that's a good possible. Uh, that's a good matchup. For I, them. Yeah, they can be Baylor because I think Duke had a lot more weapons than Baylor, yeah. and you see the way South Carolina match up with them. They got into them defensively, really tough. I mean, Thornwell is just he's he's become like a top draft pro- prospect in my eyes. I mean, he's averaging like twenty one and seven. So I think they can win one more game. They're they're playing Baylor, so. I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but come the Elite Eight, they're going to be playing, I think, Kansas, and they're not going to get past Kansas. Okay, so with Duke and Nova out, so who do you guys have winning it all? Yeah, give it, let's have our final thoughts before we get to the second headline. What Great great idea. Uh, I'm going to have to stick with my bracket <laughs> and say Arizona wins it. Really? Arizona, yeah. I feel like Arizona's always I that I hate t- Arizona. Yeah, they're, they're always that team that like is there as a top seed in the tournament but and never this, does anything. This, this is their year. All right, that's you know what? Last year was Villanova's year, so you can say that no one really expected them to win, that's so right. I could see that, but I'm going to go with Kansas. They're the best team in the tournament right now. They got Frank Mason who's probably player of the year. I'm going to go with the the Jayhawks. Whatever team wins in that Kentucky UCLA matchup will end up winning the national championship. And before we go, I, I'm telling you, the South Carolina thing is getting to me. It is such an unprecedented <laughs> event that I'm I'm very c- convinced. That there's no way another, Russia did not have a hand in Russia, them winning. They're just oh, another dude. Cinderella. Charlie, what's the second headline? <laughs> uh, so the second headline we're going to talk about is a lot of um, players have been sitting lately, ex- uh, especially during on Saturday's primetime game, Clippers-Cavs. LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie, the big three for Cleveland, all sat out. So LeBron had his take on it, and he wasn't too happy about people criticizing him for sitting. So my question for you guys is, what do you guys think about all these players sitting out? So we go from one story where we're talking about everyone playing basketball to now <laughs> the next level we're going to talk about players not 
Not in the playing basketball. Yeah, I want to go to I want to go to Tyler for this one first because I know he's very passionate. Also, oh, up, head of I'm our Pick and Pod upset. podcast here, so <laughs> somewhat of an NBA expert, we could say. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? Okay, I think LeBron James calling out the NBA and saying they can't do anything about it is just as worse as him sitting out a primetime game on Saturday because this isn't the first time it's happened. And I understand Greg Popovich has been doing this for years, but he was doing this with an aging team. They had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, their core group, all in their 30s. That's when he started to rest their players. And I understand LeBron played six straight finals. Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's pretty sure it's six straight. And he has a lot of minutes on those legs, but you, you didn't see a Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, about to go up on a primetime television game against one of your best friends, and what do you do against your best friends? You want to compete against them. I'm talking about LeBron James, Chris Paul. Yeah. And you sit out when you're healthy, and Kyrie Irving, them two are chuckling and laughing on the sidelines. It just it rubbed me the wrong way, and then I expected LeBron to kind of say, to make no comment about it and just say, hey, we're going to let the NBA work this out. But instead, he takes a shot at Adam Silver and says, no, they can't do anything. And then what does Adam Silver do? He issues a, a letter to the owner saying this is a, a significant issue and it's going to be tackled come the offseason. So it's an issue with um, primetime television because they pay a lot of rights for this. They pay a lot of money for the rights for the games. I'm just not a fan of seeing them rest. And if you can play, you should play. And you look at Chris Bosh, who has a, a blood clot issue, and he even said it. He said, if you can play, you get out there and play because you now he takes you might take it for granted because who knows when uh, when you'll be done. So I'm just not a fan of it at all. To me, as as a LeBron fan, I was I was actually upset the way he said it. You know, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. The NBA breaking can't, news. The NBA can't do nothing. <laughs> Manny about criticizes LeBron. Exactly. Somewhat. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a fair guy. Well, listen, like, the way he said, listen, the NBA can't do anything. That about yeah, it was bad. That, that, was bad. that was not a good look. Granted, NBA players are all about ego. They're all about themselves. You know? One could argue professional athletes in general. No, I mean di- <laughs> different from football. You know. Like when you talk about certain deals, like they make, you know, yeah. they they make way more money, and everything's more pretty much them. Their sneakers and stuff like that. So my thing is that, um, yes, there's mileage on players, but at the same time, you got it's your job. You can't just pick no. your days off if you're not like you can't take a sick day when you're not sick. Even though we all do that, <laughs> but and then I mean, when you have the opportunity to play prime time, and my problem is the games that they're skipping. You know, it's not just like yeah. Uh, oh yeah, like a, a easy win game, like let's say versus a like a, a, a bottom tier team. You're playing like it's the Clippers versus the Cavs. For a perfect like, example, they played the Lakers the next day. They should play the Lakers, and I was very upset about. See, that. They, he probably should have played against the Clippers. You play the Clippers, television. you don't play the Lakers. And then if yeah, guys, exactly, guys. it wouldn't have been that much of a story. You you really believe these are random decisions? You they not do this on purpose? Come on! They, but they at the same time, side out of the prime at the time same game. Time, rest is important if, for if, the playoffs. It is important for the playoffs, but if you think it was on purpose, like to do it on primetime television, it had to be. It would make no sense. But why? It, what what like what message are they? Like, trying? What okay. message are they trying to send to who? Adam Silver? What has he done wrong? I think I, I'm. Well, I'm for one. I'm always been an advocate for the players. Player empowerment. I, Almost to a fault sometimes. I didn't even have a problem when LeBron James would sit out some games as an individual. I'm like, you know what? You carry this franchise. Quite frankly, you sometimes carry the league. You can take some games off. I believe that. I want you to be ready for the playoffs. And the Spurs example you used, Tyler, is true. I never really liked it, but you know what? It was an isolated event, so I thought that they could be criticized, but not the league as as a whole. This is now becoming a problem, I think. Not just because we don't get to see these players play at a high level, but 
they are now creating a bad image for the NBA, which is why Silver came out and said it's a problem because yeah. it makes the NBA look bad. Like for the Warriors to to sit for their five, like Iguodala, uh, Thompson, uh, Curry, and Draymond Green. You sat those four guys yeah. for a game simply, against the Spurs, and simply because they weren't playing well. It wasn't because against the well. The Spurs. question now is why is this happening? Why is because the NBA has been around before 2006. Yeah, but why is this now just happening? I think I think you know to, to to look at the other side. The game is changing. You know, like guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and the body is different. So you need like you honestly do need rest days. No, I don't. I you don't do. I, I t- like I t- like I said when I started the podcast. I took this week off and I feel younger. Yeah, <laughs> I, like but I that's not. But Manny, that's not why this is happening. These why players. Do you think it's these players. The NBA players by far, and you mentioned this, are more powerful within their sport than any other athlete. And and they're making more and more money now, which means they have more and more control over the league. I love Adam Silver as a commissioner. He's been known as a player's commissioner. I think he's done really good by the NBA. But the NBA has significant problems. I think that the ratings, for one, for the NBA are down by 20% this year, which is significant, right? I think the NBA is now starting to real—this is the repercussion of having a top-heavy league. Because the the players are just like us fans, quite frankly. They are just caring about the playoffs. So the regular season has lost even more of an important. They've gone more kind of like how baseball, that problem baseball has, where the regular season seems less important to the casual fan. And so the players are now acting like that because they realize people only judge them and care about them in the playoffs. Like like yeah. LeBron. LeBron came out yesterday and said, uh, yeah, he's shooting, I think, 68% from the free throw line. Yeah. But he's going to shoot 80 in the playoffs. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't like that. No, uh, see, I'm not a fan of that at all. Even know, if it's the truth, you don't tell us. Yeah, you like, know, don't 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 make it seem like you're taking this off. Even though we kind of know you're taking these days off, but don't make it seem like you're now that you're not trying even in the game. And then also, like I mentioned before, don't mention to the NBA that they can't do anything about this That's, because if you, so if you if you power move, if you remember so the, the first year when the Heat were constructed and um, the Spurs were going to play a national televised game against the Heat, and he sat all three of the, he, three of their starters didn't make the trip to Miami. Yeah. Greg Popovich was fine, two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. And I was thinking to myself when I seen that, I'm like, where's that gone? Because now it's been two weeks in a row. The Warriors were the gold standard in the league, so I guess maybe they didn't want to touch that. But then now it's two weeks in a row. Now it's LeBron. Like Reed said, it's becoming an issue now. And I'm I'm all for giving these players or giving these teams a fine for this because it's one thing to do it when it's um, not on a national stage, but to do it on the primetime game on Saturday two weeks in a row. And it, I think it was even worse with the Warriors because they it were was, all healthy. Was, I watched. I looked forward to the Warriors I was, versus the Spurs. And not to mention, and they're in a playoff race too. They're yeah. only a game ahead of the Spurs, Ex- they, and at, you at sat the time, your four at players. The time, it, was, Yet, it, was, it was a game they, and a half. They're in exactly. a playoff race, guys, but they're also guaranteed pretty much to make the playoffs. So they're. they're but but, still, but as a competitor, shouldn't it mean something that you're going against the second best team in the league? You, like, two, you two are the best two teams in the league. Isn't as a competitor you would want? Yeah, to be I completely, I completely agree with that, and I think this is. Do we have any solutions? First off, to fix this problem, uh, no, because I heard this one. I wanted to propose to you guys. I, I'm not going to take credit for the, it. The, I seen some go. The player saying? in me is saying, "Keep resting." <laughs> <laughs> but, <It's, laughs> but the we the all most, know this stems from your Netflix addiction. <laughs> <man. laughs> Stop. <laughs> it. The player in me is telling them, like, "Keep resting." The playoffs are important. Yeah. But the fan in me is upset. The business guy in me is upset, and I think they should play more games. I'm, I'm looking at this quote from Adam Silver. He says, there's going to be significant penalties. I'm guessing there's probably just going to be fines or maybe DACA games pay. Other than and that, listen, I don't see what listen, else they could do. You don't mess with somebody's money. That's okay? not but see, if you start doing that, maybe they won't. They'll exactly, think twice about exactly. resting. So that's significant No, because then they will just go behind injuries, make up fake injuries to get, to get rest. You don't want to go that road. I heard this, this proposal by um, 
I hope I say his name right, Adi Joseph. He works for the win. Um, I thought it was a really ingenious way to, to fix this. He basically proposed making, when the players decide to rest or sit out, you make them do everything possible that they have to do as if they were going to play besides play. Because when a player rests, they don't have to show up the game even. They don't have to do pregame warm-ups. They don't have to do media availability. He's mm-hmm. saying, make them do that. Make them wear their jersey. Make them be with the media. Make them do the pregame, sign the autographs, the yeah. postgame stuff. So the, the only thing they don't do is play a game. And if all of you, I'm sure many of you out there listening were athletes, if not athletes now. I was many years, and I'm, Tyler was as well. The worst thing would be going to a game and sitting on that bench and watching, like and knowing pl- you could play too. That, like, yeah. like, like, like. So if you're forced, true. if you're forced to do everything else, I feel that. And we talk about the competitive spirit that will come out in them again, and they'll be like, you know what? If I have to do all the stuff I don't want to do, I might as well play because this hey. isn't about resting in hey, games. Nothing's worse than sitting on the sideline. Like, <laughs> being injured this year. Oh my! The first six yeah. games. Terrible. I seen you going around in that scooter in the not, in September and October <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, nothing is worse. <laughs> Being on the sideline of a game and not playing. Well, also, they play. should lengthen the season. This is my thought. Lengthen the season. Get rid of back. Not not add games, but have the season start um, earlier yeah. so there's less back-to-backs. Yeah. I, that's what they're complaining about is the back-to-backs. I agree 100% because most injuries, there's been a lot of studies on this because players don't want to play back-to-backs. And Chris Paul, the president of the Players Association, has been an advocate for yeah. not, knocking out of these. Maybe you—, you Say a team has 30 back-to-backs in a year. You cut that in half. Yeah. And then you, you eliminate people wanting to rest. And another thing is the length of season. Maybe they can shorten it 10, 15, 15 games, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. All right. right. Now that that's out of the way, <laughs> Tyler can uh, take a deep breath. And <laughs> we have time for one more headline. What is it about, Charlie? So the third headline is about Lonzo Ball and LeBron James getting into it. Uh, LeVar had some comments about LeBron James' sons, about how they won't be as good as NBA players as him because he's one of the greatest players of all time and how his son, uh, all of his sons are going to be good because he wasn't great. And then LeBron came out yesterday saying to keep his family out of his mouth and that it's dad-to-dad talking and to stay out of his business. So what is your take on this? Woo! Well, hot take. Uh, LeBron get your a- name out my mouth. correct. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's not even get... He said keep my kids' names out to me. Like, why are you bringing other people's sons into the matter right now? Like, well, there's, there's a boundary that you don't cross. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about this whole, not even just the LeBron situation, but oh, the I, dad situation I in general? It. I love it. I love LeBron. You do? Oh, I'm calling yeah. out Charles Barkley, to saying he's going to be better than Steph Curry. Do you, do you think that he's doing his son a good service? Listen, if he's helping if, his if son you're out. not your kid's biggest fan, then who are you? You can be your kid's biggest fan, but by saying he's better than Steph Curry yeah. while in college, you don't think that puts a little bit... Um, I mean, yeah, it puts pressure, but, but we all... Ha- have pressure on this and and a quote i like to go by is i don't feel pressure i apply it you know yeah. you, you can say whatever you want but i'm gonna go work my butt off yeah and do what i gotta do at the end of the day see i agree with you to a certain extent like when when lavar ball started to circulate in the media for the first time it was more about his his sons yeah my sons are great exactly they're, go- they're all going to Keep ucla they're all going to be nba prospects but then once he started saying oh my son's better than steph <laughs> no, that once he started realizing hey wait people will listen to me huh? and then uh-huh. then but then he got, he's kind of smart in a way because if you think about it, he's got people like us and people on ESPN talking about him and talking about his kids That's and building their brand, oh, which the way he's going about doing it, I'm not a fan of calling out the players, calling out Chuck. I mean, uh, Charles Barkley, he said he can't beat him one-on-one now. I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time. I yeah. know Chuck's not in the best shape anymore, but still, you shouldn't take shots at, at legends. And and the Michael Jordan comment, I, I didn't want to touch, but I'm just going to say it. He's just out of his mind. He's, out. he's just, you can't possibly think that. So he's obviously just trying to 
He's playing with the media. But let me he, tell you, let me tell you what this is. This this we're all communication majors in some way or form. This is free media right here. Like this exactly, is this yeah. is the way, like you said, this is the way to get your name out circulating. You know, he can simply I'm saying this out there now, he's gonna have at least one or two commercials based off the crap he's just Okay, saying. but you wanna get your name out there, but do you this one you're right, he's establishing a brand, but does he I don't if I was him, I would not want my brand to be I'm the NBA equivalent of the guy with the tinfoil hat in the back of the subway car. Like this is what he's seen. I'll call him out for this. Lavar Ball to me seems pathetic. Honestly, I get the hyping of your child. I got it. Good for you. I would don't agree with it, but I'm not gonna fault him for that. But then when he starts coming at Charles Barkley, starts coming at LeBron James' kids, he go, I will. I didn't come at them. I was asked. This guy to me seems like he's just hungry for the spotlight, and he's now taking advantage of his son's success, his son's notoriety, to raise his brand that has already set back when he was averaging two points a game in the NBA. <laughs> no, like that is, I am just disappointed in him in, think, in all so many levels. I think levels. you really hit the nail on the head when you said uh, he wasn't coming at his kids; he was just acts. He pretty much put himself in a position where he doesn't have experience for, like yeah. NBA players, coaches, and people you know of in that in that life. They're they're told and they they're trained to not answer and how to answer certain questions. So if you put the spot if you put the microphone in, in anybody's face, you're gonna hear some. He stuff. is the physical manifestation of an internet troll. And Tyler made a good point. One hundred percent. Tyler made a great point. It's true. Is that he knows he's smart. He knows. He knows we exactly, all love yeah. a good fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so we're still talking about. Even I feel stupid now. I mean, not now I knew yeah. we were gonna talk about this, but now, like now you feel stupid. He's literally taking advantage of every platform, as, even from us he, to someone like ESPN or Fox Sports or any of those guys. He knows exactly what he's doing. But there's one thing to live vicariously through your sons, and I. I mean, I'm not a, a parent yet, but uh, I'm sure uh, once we do become ones, we'll be very proud of our sons oh, yeah. and our daughters. So I think I understand where he's coming from from that aspect. But it is he's playing with the media perfectly, and he's getting people like I said, people like us talking about it's it, and it's out. it's working out for him. Yeah. But I think it does it's call co- it's causing his son some disjustice because now he has to answer questions about his dad. When, meanwhile, he's about to go to the I'm talking about Lonzo. He's about to go to the NBA draft. He's going to be in front of a bunch of media members, and then once he does get to that team, it's going to be yeah, a couple questions about your game, but then there's always going to be that one question about your dad. And I think that doesn't do him justice. And I think he should just take a step back and just let his kids play ball honestly. Big, the biggest thing is he's putting a target on his kids back yeah once they make it to the league and lonzo's definitely going to the league yeah. uh but as long as he continues to ball like how he's balling it's probably I'm just, say whatever I'm just, he wants i'm just saying yeah. before we get going to our mailbag it's not worth the maybe pistachio commercial he'll get one day. <laughs> I, it's not uh, it's not a good it look it's, it's not a good look you'd be surprised manny You'd You're be, nuts. You'd be surprised. <laughs> all right. Everything's no? a bit. When things are business moves, me. I love it. I think he's just going on, Tyler. Right? He didn't even hear my joke. I don't know. It, it, was, <laughs> it kind of went over his head. I'm nuts, but he doesn't even eat nuts. He can't even eat nuts. Uh, <laughs> coming yeah. at my allergies. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> now we want to hear you guys coming at us. It is our mailbag segment, my favorite segment of the John, show. I do like this segment. Where we yeah. get to answer you guys' questions out there. May ask me read. How do we ask you questions? Well, you guys can join the Thirty Minute Week community by following us on Twitter and Instagram. Just go at Thirty Minute Week Pod. That is three zero, not the word thirty. Or you can email us any questions, and then we're going to answer them at Thirty Minute Week at Gmail dot com. Again, the thirty is three zero. But none of that. Enough of that, Charlie. Mm-hmm. What do we got? So the uh, first question from Cassandra Shelton from Orlando, Florida, says, "Hey guys, love the show." I was just wondering how much do you watch sports shows like SportsCenter? I personally don't like the direction ESPN is taking SportsCenter, and it seems that all my friends feel the same way. Is this just a small issue that exists 
in my circle or does ESPN slash Sports Center have a bigger issue? Uh, thank you, Cassandra, for saying you love the show. Uh, that means a lot to us. Um, honestly, I I don't really have a problem with what ESPN's doing. I really don't because ESPN before and and before I mean a couple of years ago, but ESPN before was just pretty much a, a lot of uh, run on and repeat shows. Yeah. But now we got different perspectives. We got different personalities. We got different people to look forward yeah. to at different times of the day. So I don't know. I like it. Uh, I love first take. I'm a big fan of Carrie Champion. I love her. Like yeah, I, I'm a huge fan too. Man, don't get me started. <laughs> but okay, somebody else go. Okay, more so. than Netflix. <laughs> yes, more than Netflix. See, um, I'm all for the change because, like Manny said, uh, two three years ago, it was literally our sports centers were rerunning for yeah. hours, and it'd literally be the same show, same highlights. But now you have twelve o'clock. You got Coast to Coast with Carrie Champion, David Lloyd. Yeah. Then you got the, the uh, Michelle and uh, Michael. With um the six o'clock sports center, then you got Scott Van Pelt at night. night. So I think it does add like some personality to it. And as a person that watches sports center probably like once a night when I'm about to go to bed, I think it's pretty cool that it's not just the same thing, same highlights, same anchor, just a rerun. So I think they have made some changes and they're trying their best to to um to bump up the ratings because they've seen a, a big hit with the sports center ratings lately. So um, I, I like what they're doing. With, like I said, with the personalities, I think, are, are really cool. Um, I, I, like, I like the changes. I got to disagree with you guys. Maybe it's just what I look for in SportsCenter. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I used to think SportsCenter as a kid, well, I always loved efficiency. So when I wake up, I want to know what happened, what's happening, bam, 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 give it to me. I don't need the weird social media jokes they make <laughs> now, the this or that. The, I, I, if I want opinions... I go to the radio shows. I go to opinions. I don't need that at Sports Center. It seems like it's now prolonged. That headlines are hidden in between weird joke segments. It's not my cup of tea anymore. I like it. And for that reason, I don't really watch Sports Center well, anymore. But I think about it like this. And I think a lot of people are like me. Yeah. I want but, bam, bam, bam. I got things to do. But think about your <laughs> what happened. Bam, bam, bam. Every sports show, even us, we're all saying the exact same thing. <laughs> You just get in a different way. You get in with a different amount of fire, a different amount of passion. We're not saying the same things. We have unique we're all, takes. We're all talking about LeVar Ball. We're all talking about March Madness. You got to give the people what they want. Exactly my point. Yeah. You get in what you want from They don't every- want weird segments <laughs> in which they try to make it's not players weird memes and I don't know like I just watched it's it's bad it's 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 really good but I see like I disagree because I would rather that than just the standard highlight yeah. highlight 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 I understand you want to get to the point but I feel like they do you know they they give their little hints on like what what people said on Twitter maybe or um I don't know maybe they'll have a guest I know coast to coast they always have a celebrity on with yeah. Carrie with a, like small little Carrie. interview Yes, very, okay, guys. very good looking woman. But you, you can go get a small cup after the show to think of all that drool. <laughs> guys, what is the next question? So we got Miriam Grant from Union City, New Jersey. He said, from what I can tell, Reed is an obnoxious Drake fan. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with him mostly on sports topics, which is why I can't believe <laughs> he's so dead wrong when it comes to music. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk what he thought. I'm not even going to ask what he thought about Drake's newest album, More Life, because I'm sure I already know the answer. <laughs> so this question is directed more toward everyone else. What do you think oh, about Miriam, More Life? Shots t- fired. Shots Listen, fired. He has a, he has a PS. PS. I think it's time for Drake to retire his mixtape. Oh, oh, retire. Oh. His mixtapes are now better than his albums. Ooh. Wow. You, well, you want to take this first? Well, <laughs> Miriam, that that was a uh, that was a, your, your PS. That was a very oh interesting. Take. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, I would also agree with you because Reed does not know he's talking about half the time. I gotta go. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reed, Reed's leaving the building. <laughs> Reed's out. He's leaving. He's upset. No, but uh, what do I think about more life? It's all right. 
You know, it, it's good. I think I do think Drake is hyped up a little bit. I like Drake. I don't love Drake like Reed does, <laughs> but I, know, I like I, I like Drake. He's pretty good. I like Drake, and I heard I heard a couple of the songs from the album. I think he's going too much with the singing aspect of of uh, his artistic skills. I like more of his artistic rapping. Skills. I mean, I didn't know what else to call it there. Just <laughs> that's what came to my mind. But this kid, this Mariam, that just had that had me crying almost. That was so funny. Oh, Reed, I like the obnoxious Drake fan. Cause Reed? I don't think you're an obnoxious Drake fan. I think you're just guy who from canada like a lot of people from canada love drake so i I like his album i'm not it's not one of his best but it's okay all right well let me preface this (laughs) that i i I respect the opinion of one drake hater but i have to disagree (laughs) um i also will admit that i take pride myself in being unbiased but that (laughs) one of the few areas in which i will admit i'm biased always is when it comes to drake um didn't I'm still listening to the album. I spent like 20 minutes literally talking Tyler's ear off about Drake's like <laughs> the politics of rap game and all that kind of stuff. I, oh god, your rap history goes, I goes think, deep. You know what's funny? I think a lot of people overrate certain I wouldn't say bars that that people like Drake use. If you watch like actual rap battles, like Drake, Drake. <laughs> I don't is need nothing. a rap battle. Drake, Drake is terrible. Compared the to album those guys. is the album is definitely. Really unique. He he's not doing the standard. I, I, don't, I don't want this. Uh, please. Okay. <laughs> well, next question. I don't want to no, break down. I, I want to hear what Charlie has to say because I can't be the only one in here. Charlie, again, help I, him, I am Charlie. a bit of a Drake fan. Um, I don't think More Life was his best. I actually think if uh, if you're reading this is too late was one of his best. Yes. I mean, and then you. View, Views was also <laughs> okay, but <laughs> so Views was overhyped in my opinion. It obviously it was, it, to me it's his second best album, but. You can't go wrong with if you're reading this is too late. Uh, oh, see, I agree with Charlie. Charlie. I think Charlie like, is his albums man. fell off a little bit the Thank, last couple yes, of years. Yes, they have. Yeah, I think the Take Care album was his most successful album. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I like more life, but I am, I'm not gonna admit I'm a little afraid that he may have peaked. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah. But w- we'll see. Um, I just, I gotta go reevaluate my life. I'm <laughs> like that. Anyways, Charlie, we have. Time, I believe, for at least one more question. Yeah, we got one more question from James Schwartz in the Borough Park uh, in Brooklyn. He said, I heard that Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey was found somewhere in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it's Manny's, and that it was... Manny's dorm. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought, right? <laughs> no, Manny's the one who's online buying oh it off Black Market. He's like, yo, what is this? Sorry about that, I got Charlie. two bags <laughs> of gummy bears and a ramen noodles. Continue, continue. I had to just throw that out there. She said he he, uh, he found out that it was stolen by a media member. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Okay, let me defend myself. Manny, <laughs> let, let us first hear from somebody who actually, like, you know, knows who Tom Brady is. Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> what do you think about the situation? Okay, so this this is giving media members a bad rap because from what I'm seeing on Twitter, um, a lot of football players are saying how there should be more strict restriction, uh, st- more strict restrictions on media credentials for Super yeah, Bowl games. Definitely. But I just think it's so funny this video of this guy walking into the <laughs> locker room and then two minutes later he's got the jersey under his arm and no one's paying attention. This Patriots just won a Super Bowl, so no one's even caring about this media member. He runs out, takes the jersey, and it turns out this is not the first time he's done it. So he's no. got Von Miller's he's, helmet and cleats. He's a professional. Manny, so, I really know. want to know what Charlie <laughs> has to think about this story. Charlie, what do you think? Uh, personally, I think that it was uh, a little crazy, the whole situation, that they found the jersey in Mexico. But I'm just glad that they found the jersey, and now Tom Brady can get his jersey back. And also, it was also weird that they found Von Miller's Super Bowl 50 helmet as well. So this guy's been stealing stuff from the Super Bowl for like the past three years. He's, he's made lucra- this a career. It's lucrative. That jersey 
Tom Brady is valued at five hundred thousand dollars. But what was he? What was he going to do with it? It was Sell just. It. it was just sitting. The Von Miller stuff was sitting in there since last year. There's his previous jersey was sitting there from two years. So what is he? What was he planning to do? Yeah, he had to sell it on the black market. I mean, why do people <laughs> steal art like that? I I don't. Yeah. Luckily, I'm not well versed in the underground crime community. I, but I don't really care if they got Tom Brady's jersey back. As long as he got the rings, right? Tom Brady got the ring. Listen, I, I knew I, I knew where you were going. I don't with gotta that. argue with it for him <laughs> at all anymore. And the only Tom Brady stuff I own have been gifts. One from Reed, thank you very much, <laughs> and one from uh, a good friend of mine. Her her mom got me a Tom Brady candle. Yeah. Those are the only two Tom Brady candle. Yeah, they I make know. those. I Tom think, Brady got everything. I think the NFL should, should look into uh, Manny and see if maybe he had something to do with this. Well, because listen, I, I wouldn't know. even I wouldn't even be that stupid <laughs> to try and buy the jersey because then when once you're caught uh, with with that type of transaction, you're done. Like what's the and, you're not going to have it. I, just uh, just to be clear, it was allegedly stole because allegedly. But there's yes. a there's a video that's I, pretty damn. I feel so stupid. I was the one before the show. I'm like, hey guys, you remember you have to say allegedly because we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> if we don't, and, and then I'm out. Okay, thank you, Tyler. That that is why you're the senior member here. <laughs> well, actually, Manny is too. Anyways, before we get going, I like that, I like that point you made though, Tyler. Though that is true. Is like they kind of give a bad rap to media members, and I don't want less restriction because I remember when I first started covering teams. Uh, not that long ago, but you know, I was surprised about how much access we had. And I thought it was kind of odd. You know what? Like you go into these locker rooms, and these guys you see on TV are like butt naked sometimes. I'm like, it's, hmm. it's a rare. It's like, like it's a weird. It, I th- if I was an athlete, I would think it was weird. I'm, I would. I, uh, I, it's post, a lot of access we have. Post it's helpful game. for our job. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, post game with cameras and and yeah, people it, who are not in the team, there's a there's a, a split two seconds when it's awkward. And you're just like. Well, uh, <laughs> I want to take a shower, so I don't <laughs> care. Actually, I, Tyler, Tyler, give us your story about. I remember Tyler, you talked to me one time about LeBron you, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When okay. you covered a Nets game and you went to the Cavs locker okay, room. Okay, so listen to this. So when uh, LeBron James goes to any arena, it's not a normal away game for the team. There's probably twice as many media members course. as there possibly would be for a regular game. So I'm sitting in the the, uh, the Cavs locker room post game. Uh, LeBron is sitting there eating a plate of food with his um, feet and some ice. Literally about 30 people standing in front of him waiting for him to give the go to give the interview. And some guy took up his uh, his phone. It was about to take a picture. And you're not supposed to take pictures or take out your phone unless it's that specific time where the yeah. media has access. So right when he does it, LeBron says, come on, man. Get this dude out of here. You can't be doing this. And like he got really upset. And like I can't try to like say exactly what he said, but it was kind of just like, "Come on, man, you can't be doing this. Get out of yeah, here." Yeah, so it's like, a, and it's 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 kind of LeBron was in a vulnerable position where he's he's got a plate of food in his hand, he's got the <laughs> ice in his feet, so he doesn't want that picture out. So I don't blame him. But just to go back to reset, we have so much access that. I feel like we're kind of intruding on their space a little bit. This guy hasn't even showered yet, and we're thirty people are in his face. Yeah. So I don't blame LeBron for that, but he, he that dude had to get out. I'm pretty sure he. Um, I don't think he got his credential revoked, but for that game, he had to leave right away because you can't do that. You, there's certain things you have to know about a locker room, and when you're LeBron James, you don't just take a picture of him unless people say you can take a picture of him. There's a privacy part of uh, being an athlete that's just not the same for everybody else, man. We live in a crazy world, guys. Luckily, we're here every week to tell you guys. All about it and what we think. Unfortunately, though, our time for this week has come to an end. So don't forget to stay connected, though, with us through Twitter, Instagram, and email. I'll be back. With weapons. Wait, what is that from Terminator, right? Yeah, I, I didn't really do the accent. I didn't say the words. Again, and then I, you've delivered another anticlimactic ending. All the information for our accounts are going to be in the bio below, as well as our individual Twitter accounts, in case you want to connect with us on a... At Jones. Tyler Freire, F-R-E-I-R. It's going to be at the bottom. I just said this, guys. You know, find me on the Instagram. I, 
I'd rather you guys find me. I Instagram. just said we're going to plug this. What, you want to shout out to your mom, too? Hi, mom. <laughs> no, my mom. My mom wouldn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't blame her. My Anyways. dad would know. What's up, dad? <laughs> so, for many a day, Tyler Friere, Charlie Massiano, in the back, producing. Don't. I'm Reed Horner. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. This has been the 30-Minute Week Podcast, a production of WFUV Sports. Bye for now.